Ayop Midok, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayop Midok means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Mm. So on various (laughs) other podcasts that I've gone to hopefully great lengths to suggest that actually there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Yeah, you don't need fixing. Um, but psychologists, what they've been doing for about 150 years since psychology was invented as a subject, is they've been convincing us that there is something wrong with us. Um, hey, look, I'm I'm not criticising, but if you just think about it for a second, and this is awkward to say, and I'm really, uh, it's going to sound disingenuous. It's not, I'm not actually meaning it. To, it's going to come out awkward, right? Having a waiting room full of people with issues is good for business, all right? So keeping people in therapy might not be ethical, but if you're a coach, a counsellor, or a therapist, or a shrink, then it does actually pay your mortgage. And actually the opposite works, so making people better is bad for business. Now, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not suggesting that it's a deliberate thing, but what if we're accidentally talking the whole thing up? Now, it's the same with the training industry, right? Let's bring it back to my industry, right? I say it all the time. So companies often are buying into sort of terrifically complicated, overly long leadership development programs that make them dependent on the training provider. So they spend tens of thousands, sometimes they spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on analysis and 360 degree appraisals and training and coaching and action learning sets and they put together this fantastically complicated thing and ultimately actually very little change actually happens. They go, oh yeah, they talk a lot about change but and they've got theories of change but quite often at the end of the £100,000 programme, yeah, look, I'm just saying. Now... Personally, at Art of Being Brill, we're interested in, in the opposite of that. So I put, me, as a trainer, I'm interested in seeing people once, right? Or twice at a push. If, if, if you haven't been sorted out after three leadership training sessions, then I'm not doing my job properly. And if your entire business culture isn't buzzing and zinging after five sessions, then quite frankly, you, we should give you a refund. Right, so, but most training I got we work super hard to learn loads of techniques to get you back in the game, and I love learning. But if you want to make massive progress, you do need to learn to unlearn, which is a slightly weird phrase. But uh, but progress often is about peeling back the layers. It's not about it, 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 our starting point is you are amazing. Um, all the things you've been looking for are already with within you. you you're incredible. If you let some of the external stuff drop away, you reveal the sunshine that's always there. But but truthfully, the sunshine can cloud over. The modern world is a bit full on. And I can I, I just go with I just made a note here about um I've just come back from London, I was doing a session down in London. And I love going to London for a day or two. And I was in I was having a wonder, like you do, and there's a guy there with a san- sandwich board. I've not seen anybody with a sandwich board for a long time. So that's one of those sort of like a human billboard, basically. This guy was wearing this massive sign 
that proclaiming the end of the world is nigh, but the out was if you believe in his particular God, then you'll be spared. <laughs> All right, no, no, that's cool. And I was like, wow, wow. I mean, there's a belief there. That's incredible that he's wandering around London with this painted all over him yeah he'll save you his god will save you right well anyway whatever he might be right it, but it took me down a line of thinking that i'm thinking i thought i might trademark it as the sandwich board principle so taking his concept and imagine if everyone had a sandwich board that you had to walk around with which listed all your traumas and your worries and your stress now these could range from massive stuff like so on you could like uh, I'm a cancer survivor, or my dad died last year, um, I, I, I've got to visit a food bank, I was bullied at school, I'm self-harming, I've got social anxiety. So you could have the big stuff on the one side, and then maybe on the back, your smaller worries, yeah, your smaller worries, the things that are troubling, oh, my bum looks big in these jeans, I've got athlete's foot, my wife's having an affair, I think, my teenager seems addicted to his Xbox, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Now, so the lessons from the sandwich board principle I think was well, lots of them first of all personally I'd need a big sandwich board <laughs> especially for the, for the back of it the trivial worries that run through my head every day um, so let me give you an example I, I worry that my mum is becoming more of a worry as she gets older right so she's what is she mid 70s the old girl right and literally if she hasn't she didn't used to be a worrier but now she is if she hasn't got anything to worry about she will literally make something up and I think that my worry about her worrying more, my worry about her worrying, is that I worry that it might be hereditary. Does that sentence make sense? So by, by the time I get to my mid-70s, I'll be literally conjuring anxiety from thin air. You see, if I told my mum, thin air, she'd worry about that. She'd be worrying right now. If I, told, if I mentioned thin air, she'd be worrying, well, well, with the Amazon rainforest being chopped down, doesn't that mean there's going to be less oxygen to go around? We'll all be breathing thin air. You see, yeah, okay, maybe. Anyway, that's my first worry, is that I'd need a big sandwich board. Or maybe very little writing. Second, the sandwich board principle makes me realise, or it make, make us all realise that we're all struggling. We'd all need massive sandwich boards or very small writing. Third, third realisation, it actually might make us more empathetic to those who have genuine trauma. I mean, some people do have more than their fair share, right? And if it was written down, you'd be like, wow, come here, let's have a hug. Fourth, I think perspective. We might be able to rub out some of our own minor worries because we realise they're actually utter nonsense. We have literally created them from thin air. Uh, and maybe it's a case of our fabulous thoughts and memories are being crowded out by uh, the sort of trivial negativity that crops up in your head. Yeah, anyway, that's my theory of the sandwich board principle. It might have worked, it might not have worked, but I think I think being teachable is really good. I think being a really good unlearner is really good. And having empathy, maybe, is really what I'm talking about here. And maybe until next time, imagine your own sandwich board. Um, and imagine everybody else's sandwich boards. And until next time, go easy. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. <laughs> Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. 
Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. 